Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I'm super excited to have Orsie Jones with me today. She's, amongst other things, a love coach. And we're going to be talking about something which I think is quite a common thing for women to experience these days, um, but not really something I've spoke about a lot before. But before we get into that, let me just say a warm welcome to Orsie. Welcome, Orsie. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I just want to let the audience know that the thing that we're going to be speaking about and touching on in this particular episode is is that um, phase in women's life in their sort of early 30s, right up until their 40s and uh, and late 40s, that, that time where they're very conscious of their body clock ticking away and they haven't found the love partner that they'd like to have a family with or, or a, a relationship with maybe not necessarily involving children but they haven't found that that partner and they're thinking they might have missed their opportunity yeah um that's gonna be our topic for today and i'm really excited to share um everything i know about the subject not only because uh you know that's what i'm doing on a daily basis helping women um basically find a love of their lives who are you know currently struggling with um with finding this amazing man, but also I'm going to be talking uh, from my own experience as well, how I basically left all this behind, you know, all the patterns that were not working for me and eventually get to a state when I was like confident enough and I knew for sure that the next man that's going to come along is going to be the man of my life. And that's exactly what happened. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Excellent. I think this is going to be really a great, fascinating subject for a lot of women who are listening to this podcast to learn more about. And like you just mentioned, you know, you've got personal experience around this and this is why you're so good at doing what you do. So can you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what's led you to be doing what you're doing now? Sure. Um, So. Well, okay, so there was there was three, three starting points in my life to become a coach, and I'm going to talk about love coaching as well, uh, precisely. But uh, first, um, so I was like around 29 ish uh, when when I first realized that um, um, I didn't know a lot of things about myself, you know, or the things that I thought that I knew about myself were not entirely true, and you know, I had a lot of questions: Why am I feeling this way? Why do I have this self-limiting belief? Why do I have anger? And and so on and so forth. And um, so I wanted to really understand my own, you know, self and and you know, find all the answers. And one of my friends at the time um, introduced me to coaching. Back then, coaching was something very new, very unique. So I went to study coaching. You know, I became a um, life and business coach, and uh, and obvious that so it all started for a selfish reason. I really just wanted to understand myself better. But I fell in love with the process. I realized that this is 
an amazing tool that could help people, you know, um, not only live in abundance, but, you know, understand themselves better, help with their relationships, not only with themselves, but with other people and, and, you know, in any areas of their lives, they can, they can have a huge improvement. So I started practicing coaching with others, but back then it was so new. And, and obviously I was very scared to leave my professional, you know, like the, the, um, the other things that I was doing, I was working for corporate organizations. I had a great salary, so I, I didn't dare to jump. And then the next turning point was, um, when, um, um, I basically, it was, um, but I was early thirties, you know, and I, I didn't understand why, like, you know, p- everyone's telling me, everyone's pressuring me to settle down, um, to find that, that amazing man. Why isn't he there? You know, like, wh- why am I not, you know, with this, with this guy yet? And so I started, you know, um, searching, researching, you know, uh, relationships issues and, and everything in that matter. And uh, so that was the next point uh, when I, I became actually not only a life coach, like in general, but I became, I, I was focusing on, um, that became my expertise, the love coaching part. Uh, so that's like early 30s. That's the second starting point. And the third starting point when I actually left the corporate world behind completely and started uh, my own business, set up my own business, Jump It or She, uh, which is basically mainly focusing on helping women become unstoppable. And that was when I was 36. And, um, and it's interesting. I, I got diagnosed with cancer at that time. I'm sorry. And, to that's okay. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, like the worst thing in your life and actually the best thing in your life as well. Cause it was like the biggest slap on the face that anyone I, I guess can imagine, you know, finding out that I thought I was, I was completely fine, healthy. You know, I, uh, I was very body conscious. So I, I was in a gym all the time, you know, I was eating healthy and, and all that. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely a big slap on the face, but it was also, one of those moments that I knew that would change my entire life. So after obviously the self-pity part, because, you know, you, we all get that, like, why me? You know, why does it happen to me? All that. I, re- I actually realized that I can, or I believe, let's say, that I can change or I can turn this um, all around and um, use it for my benefit. You know, we, we all heard about Julie Spencer, who's talking about like us, humans, you know, we are completely capable of creating our own reality. So I basically, um, I was asked, I asked myself the question, like what, what was not working well in my life? Because obviously all those things are outer world is very much in, um, in connection with our inner world as well. So it was like, uh, I had a job that paid well and I, you know, I was okay with that, you know, with a job, but I didn't really like it that much. Uh, relationships, I had to look around that um, um, in that area, health-wise, and, and all the other areas in my life. And basically, I changed everything, left the corporate world, started my own business, even wrote a book. So I became an author. And I, the book is all about this area. And believe it or not, um, so the book is called Jump. And the subtitle is How to Achieve Absolutely Anything in Just Three Months. Because I I really wanted to prove not only to myself, but to the whole world that if you really have faith in yourself and you, you know exactly what you want, then you can definitely do it. So not, it didn't take, it took me a a bit longer, but eventually I became cancer free. So, and, and, you know, this whole new chapter in my life started. Yeah. It's, it it was an amazing period and, and definitely something that 
I think many, many people could benefit from if they read the book or um, and they understand that they, we are not we were not born to be victims. We were born to be heroes and heroines. I absolutely 100% agree with that. You know, we're not, uh, unfortunately, educated away from the mindset of being victims. So a lot of the times are we, you know, as children, as adults. Oh, yes. So easy for us to slip into that that mindset and then end up being stuck there, you know, and, and um, you know, have, like you mentioned, you know, initially having a pity party around why me when you got oh, yeah. with the cancer and what have you. So well done, I mean, you. Yeah, it's, for, for, thank for, uh, you. <laughs> turning it all thank around. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all have uh, certain things in our lives that, you know, changed our whole life for the better. For me, it happened to be uh, the big C, which again, the be- worst thing and the, the best thing as well at the same time. But it was interesting what you said, Led, um, that, uh, you know, we, we were conditioned um, you know, since we were since we were children, we are we are conditioned by our parents, teachers, media, um, anything. You know, we we Facebook nowadays. You know, and 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 all those uh, social uh, media things. It's just kind of crazy. And you know, like um, most of my clients, like the the biggest question or the biggest problems issues that they are facing is their self limiting beliefs that they are not not good enough, right? And I'm always like, it's such an and, you know, they are asking, like, why do I have this? And the explanation is super simply simple, which that doesn't mean that, you know, the uh, execution, like to get rid of that is easy. It's not at all because, you know, it, it's, it took you a long time, like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years to develop those self-limiting beliefs. So it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to happen over, overnight to, to get rid of those. But the explanation is very simple. Like, how could we be good enough? If we are not in alignment or in, in align with who we who we were meant to be. Like, you know, when we were when we are kids, we are perfect, right? Our soul is perfect. We we all, all we carry is uh, you know, that we are, you know, having a good time, you know, we are kind, we are nice, we all that. And then eventually we got conditioned. You know, our parents are telling us that, well, they don't even have to tell us that we are not good or, you know, or or we were bad. They can just say something like, a good girl, a good, you know, a girl, a good boy or whatever would not do this. And eventually, you know, you, you remember that and okay, so I'm not supposed to be doing that. Then I'm going to, I want to please them. So I'm going to start doing, you know, other things. And I get away just a tiny bit away from who I meant to be. And then the teacher says something else. And I, you know, take that as an advice. So, you know, I, I get away even further away from who I meant to be. And then along the way, eventually I, get as I said we are not in line with who we meant to be so we are definitely not going any any you know at any certain point we will always feel like we're just not good enough because we are not who we are meant to be but we can always find ourselves back or find our way back yeah you know it's so interesting because you know you can see this pattern in really beautiful educated people it's not just people you know that that um uh, are not educated that that have the the mindset of lack and fear is it, it you know um you know I, I can remember going through those phases myself and I'm thinking you know I'm, I'm not a stupid person how come I didn't know all this stuff <laughs> right oh yeah I I believe that these things I actually was um we just went out with my husband the other night and um I told him that uh these things 
like you know self improvement self uh, development and 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 especially you know like this i'm not good enough feeling this should be taught at schools you know this should be a um, a certain subject that we all learn about so most of my clients actually um are beautiful like it's it's almost unbe- unbelievable that they are facing this issue that they're still struggling to find a man of their lives you know like everyone would think you you should not have this uh, problem. You know, you should already be married, have, you know, um, three amazing kids and, and all that. And yet they're still, you know, at home by themselves thinking about what am I not doing right? So now it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So when, when you work with your clients or see, you know, and typically from what you were saying off air, it's the, it's the women that are sort of, you know, between the ages of about 32 and up to the late 40s that are in that, age bracket as I said earlier on the um, feeling that time's ticking and uh, you know if they're going to meet Mr Wright especially if they're interested in having a family then they need to do it now but it isn't happening what what do you first of all start working with them around initially you know can you give us a sort of case study as to where somebody was when they first came to you what was their situation and what you did to help them through that and where they're at now yeah. So basically, I always think that the three, there are three main issues why, um, especially this age group, can't seem to find the right man. And the first thing is, interestingly enough, and I was like, I, I was, whatever I'm going to talk about here, I did all the mistakes. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm included in this, in this group. The first thing is that we don't know exactly what we are looking for. Right. We have some vague ideas about, you know, what quality that man should have, but we are not precise. And believe it or not, the first thing I always um, do with my clients, I always ask them to get a pen and a paper and write down 77 qualities that you would want your ideal man to have. These are qualities, attributes, whatever. So as precise as you can be, you know, um, anything, like you close your eyes and then you picture this man in front of you. And then just write down everything that comes to your mind. And, you know, what I um, find is like, you know, everyone is like, oh, that's going to be easy. And then they start writing it down. And after 15, 20 qualities, they say, oh, my God, I don't know what else to write. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is where we have to get deeper, because obviously what happens with this age group in in particular, they so badly want to settle down. You know, they want want to find their ideal partner that even though they meet someone, let's say, and they they know right from the beginning that a person is not going to be worthy of their love, you know, like they should not even waste their precious time on that particular person. But because they want to settle down, everyone is pressuring them. They are pressuring themselves. They decide to stay in that relationship. And us women, we are very good at, you know, closing our eyes, pretending that everything is fine. And, And also what we are good at, we are good at you know persuading ourselves that this is exactly what I want what, or what we want so we, we actually settle we stay and we settle and we quietly you know suffer but in the meantime we start to accept this person and even fall in love with this person that eventually will say you know what this is not what I want so they get out and we, we get that you know we get left there 
heartbroken again. We don't understand that even a guy that I initially thought that would not be good enough for me, even that guy leaves me. Like, what is really wrong with me? So the, the first step is, as I said, you got to be precise. So when that guy comes along or the next guy comes along, you know exactly, no, no, he's not my type of guy. He's not what I want. And so I'm not going to waste my precious time. So this is rule number one. Can you give us some examples of being really precise? Because some women listening to this, like you say, will probably only be able to list about 10 or 20 things and then they'd probably be struggling. So well, what sort of things do you think women generally don't consider when they're not being precise enough? Oh, you know, like those red flags that, that are right in front of you, but you are like, oh, maybe, you know, I, I, I could I could live with this, so I could live with this or, I, you know, whatever. Like, uh, for instance, um, you want your um, ideal partner to be, um, you know, like a good listener, not over, you know, you want him to, to, to be fully present or you want him to like, when you, when you are dating, you don't want him to, to just um, disappear for days. You want him to be there. You want him to give you a or text you or call you or invite you on a date or, you know, show up, don't cancel. So these are the precise things that you need to write down. Otherwise you will, you will say, Oh, well, he only did it once. Hopefully we, he, he won't do that again. These are no no's, right? No. These are the red flags that I'm talking about. So you, when you are absolutely precise, you will not that, let this man, you know, come into your life and ruin it or even take your precious time away from others that could be completely worthy of your love. I think so you got to be precise. Yeah. I think another one that women don't consider is, is a man's temperament. You know, he's, is he volatile? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like mind blowing that, you know, the things that we don't think about or we don't, you know, like we are not aware of. And that's why it's important. Some coaches don't believe in the list. I personally do. And, and, Luckily, it's proven that it works every time. Okay, so what, what's so the next is, stage then? Oh, we'll see. Okay, so the next stage um, is, and I got to say that, um, so people who listen to me or listening to this interview today, um, really do your list. Three months after I created my list, I met my husband, who was exactly like what I imagined Five months later, okay, only five months. It took us, you know, when you know, you know. Five months later, he said, you know what? I want to marry you. So we got <laughs> married in Las Vegas and the rest is history. So it really works, all right? Wow. So Thank you for adding that. That's great. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does work. The second thing is, and we already, you know, mentioned that, but it's basically the I'm not good enough feeling. You know, we always find something that, you know, we are not exactly perfect at. We are comparing ourselves. We love to, women just are great at comparing themselves with others. But we, what we have to understand is that we are unique as we are, okay? So we don't have to compare ourselves to anyone. Well, the only person that we need to compare ourselves with is us, you know, like what we were yesterday, did we improve? And that what matters, you know, if I ask myself a question, am I better today than I was yesterday? And the answer is yes, then I'm okay. You know, I'm at peace. And, and obviously there are certain techniques that if anyone is listening to us today and says, yes, that's me. I have a lot of self-limiting beliefs. The good news is for you ladies that there are definitely, you know, certain techniques that can help you 
with, you know, like getting rid of these self-limiting beliefs and really feel confident in your own skin. So the number two or the second thing is not good enough, you know, feeling that we are not good enough. Okay, so you were talking about self-limiting beliefs. And for those of us in the personal development world, we'll, we'll know what you're absolutely referring to there. But for the benefit of the audience, can you give us some examples of what those might be or what you've experienced as common self-limiting beliefs that a lot of your clients have had to work through? Sure. So, you know, like I'm not that pretty. I'm too young. I'm too old. You know, um, um, I have a lot of baggage, you know, I had a lot of failed relationships or in the money area because I'm teaching business as well. You know, like uh, when your parent says, tells you you are a young kid and you let's say um, your mom sent you to a shop, a store to get some milk and, you know, you got some money, you go to the store, you get the milk. But, you know, when you check, you know, you, you, you had a checkout, checkout aisle, you know, you get some whatever, you know, like uh, candies as well, because you are a kid. Why not? And you go home, you spend all the money that your mom gave you. You go home with the milk and the candy and your mom is asking for the, you know, the change that you got back and you have nothing to, you know, sh- to show her. So your mom says, oh, my God, you just, you know, not good with money. And, you know, you're never going to be able to manage your money. And basically that, you know, um, goes into your subconscious mind. So it's going to affect your entire life. But again, you know, it can be, um, um, you know, when we compare, like, obviously, you know, that other girl is skinnier than I am. All those things are self-limiting beliefs. Why don't I know that? I should, I, I, I should, right? The world should is like the most dangerous one. When we say we should, that means we are basically not good enough for, you know, what everyone expects us to do, but that has nothing to do with who we should be or meant to be. I shouldn't even say should. (laughs) Yeah. I I often refer to the the phrase, stop shooting all over yourself and stop shooting on other people. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, (laughs) I really do. That's a great one. Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. But again, the good news is that there are techniques that that will help us get rid of these uh, self-limiting beliefs. We just need to be aware, you know, like the, when was the first time when we when we first heard it, when we first, um, you know, um, had this thought that we were not good enough. When was it? Who, who did we hear it from? Was it our mom? Was it our dad? You know, was did it come from the media? So we need to be very precise. The next thing is that, you know, we like to generalize and say, um, I'm ne- I am never going to learn that. Or I'm, I'm always like this, you know, like saying all these big words. We have to be careful with those because our mind, you know, um, basically for our mind, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. As long if you say it out loud, our mind's going to th- think that it is true. And, you know, our life is going to be based on that. But we have to understand that if I say that I'm not good enough with money or, I'm, uh, you know, I... I've always been like that. That's not a case because I, I can, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if I ask you, you will at least give me one example when it wasn't the case, when actually you were pretty good at managing your money. So we already see that there is a flaw in the system. Yeah. So there are certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because a lot of people don't actually realize that they've got these beliefs, these negative or self-limiting beliefs that actually are actually, in the way of them creating what they want, you know, until we have these conversations and they suddenly realize, oh my gosh, yes, I do think that about myself. And they don't actually realize that that's contributing to them not having, uh, you know, in the context of relationships, the relationship they want. 
Oh, big time. As I said, we can, we could all live in abundance. It's really as a matter of what we believe in, right? I mean, if you believe that we can create our reality and that means I can be as wealthy, I not only, you know, in, in my uh, professional life or in money in the money area, but also everywhere else, then this is the life I'm going to live because I believe in it and I know that I can create it. Excellent. I love the way you put that. I think that's very clear and very easy to understand. So so what would come next then? Uh, do you have a, a step three that comes after step two? Yes. So uh, step three is uh, basically um, about, uh, and that's, I wouldn't just say that it's uh, for women. It's mainly, it's, it's for men as well. And that's basically we are the fear of commitment. You know, it's like we meet this guy. And actually, he seems really, really good, right? He seems like exactly what we wanted. But then, you know, in our heads, what if he's not the right one? What if there is someone else, you know, better waiting for me? So Mm -hmm. we just don't commit. And what happens is, you know, this guy is not going to wait for us forever. So he's just going to move on, you know? So it's absolutely important to understand your fear of commitment. It can be like, again, you know, I don't want to go deeply into this, like what can cause that fear, you know, inside us, but we have to be aware of that because otherwise, as I said, we will lose this amazing man to someone else's benefit who was ready to commit. But again, you know, it's men and women. We both suffer from this. Yeah. I think usually on the back of past hurts, heartbreakers and trauma, isn't it? It's, it's wanting to keep people at arm's length that we're not even realizing we're doing it. Again, oh, yeah. you know, this is all going on usually at a subconscious level, isn't it? Yes, yes. And so that's why I always tell, um, you know, the ladies that I'm working with that um, they should really listen to their intuition, their heart. Okay, because the mind's going to say whatever or the mind's going to wants to say, but their intuition, their soul, their heart will know exactly what they want and what they deserve. And it's not easy to distinguish between those two voices because it's like, it's almost like, you know, there is a, something tells you on, you know, on the right side and the other one, you know, tells you something completely different on the left side. And it's, it's difficult to, you know, know which one you should listen to. But as long as you, you listen to the soul and the heart, which is always positive and always kind and always, you know, talks about full, you know, like from love, then you are at a good place. And that's exactly what the voice you need to listen to. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's, it is about understanding that if the voice that you're listening to is from a place of fear, lack or, um, you know, anxiety, then that's probably the mind voice. Exactly. <laughs> the ego that's voice. The ego. Exactly. <laughs> and Perfect. if it's from a place of love, abundance and like you say, positivity, then that is the intuitive voice, the heart, soul that, that needs to be heard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Precisely. And then, and then get the mind on board to implement what, what you're being told by the heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's not an easy one, right? I mean, our mind can be really stubborn and uh, any train to control or, you know, like, a, well, the mind is not bad because people think actually that, you know, so um, is my mind my, my biggest enemy? And it, it is what you, you know, the, like it, uh, the mind is not good or bad. It is what, you know, the meaning you give it. Your mind is actually there to help you, but it is, it is totally conditioned. All right. And it wants to save you, but it wants to save you in his best, you know, to his best knowledge. But you, we can, ob- 
we can get this control back, work with the mind, you know, like become really great friends with the mind. And then, you know, you can, you can really create, as we said, anything you want. Yeah, I think it's important not to demonize the mind because, um, you know, it, it can be, you know, like you said, perceived as being your worst enemy sometimes if it is in that uh, fear lack mentality but um it can like you said it, it can also be your very best friend if you train it right and exactly exactly you know, I do lead retreats um not only in Thailand now but in California as well for women the Thailand one is for 10 days and that's a very deep uh, journey to um actually to train your mind um, and it's not an easy one. So it's only for those people, those women that are, that are, you know, like uh, they are experienced medita- meditators, you know, they um, do some yoga on a daily basis and all that. But in California, I, I created a retreat that is fully, you know, only for beginner, beginners. So anyone is welcome. And that's basically the, the main point of this, uh, um, of this retreat is really to get friends with our own minds, understand how it works and, and if it needs to take the control back from your own mind. Yeah, because, you know, it, it is what you feed it, basically. You know, if you think about it being a garden, you know, if you don't tend to it, weeds will take over and that's where the fear and lack comes in. Uh, but if you tend your mind and feed it well with good nutrition and good things and uh, positivity, then you're going to have a beautiful flower garden to, you know. Absolutely. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a beautiful uh, story, a Cherokee um, Indian um, um, talks to his grandson because the grandson asks like, uh, so what it, uh, he, uh, the Cherokee Indian talks about the two wolves um, that are in our minds and they are constantly in, in fight. Do you know this story, Lynn? No, I don't know. Okay, so um, so the, these two wolves, and uh, so the, the kid is uh, basically, you know, like what are these two wolves uh, doing? And uh, the grandpa says that um, one is basically full of fear, full of anger, full of judgment, full of assumption, full of negativity and, and all that. And um, what is the other one? As the, you know, the, the little kid asks. And um, the grandpa says, well, that's full of love, abundance, anything that you can you know, imagine, all the good things in your life, um, kindness and, and, you know, like any, anything else. And um, the kid is like, um, OK, so in this fight, which wolf is going to win and the grandpa says whichever you know you feed exactly that same you know like if you you know you live your life and you are um you believe that you are negative you believe that you are not worthy you believe that uh you 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 never gonna be loved by someone else then this is going to be your reality yeah yeah it's a great story i mean i'm i'm familiar with the henry ford one more where he says you know whether you believe you can or you can't you're right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that too. <laughs> but no, I've not heard the wolf one before. That was great. That was a great example. So Orsi, this has been a great, fascinating conversation. Really enjoyed it. So how can our audience get in touch with you? What's your best contact information? Um, so the uh, people um, who would uh, like to get to know me better, they can just go to my website. Uh, the website is called uh, Jump with Orsi. Um, basically it's jump obviously with me so jump it or to my name and uh, and they can um, if they want to um, you know go to Facebook then they will have a link there or if they want to see my Instagram page they can uh, do that too or they can you know learn about um, the retreats or anything else I do that excellent and as always we'll make sure Orsi's 
call all horses contact information is uh, provided in the show notes for those people that would like to contact her by other means so thank you so much Orsi is there any final words that you'd like to share with the audience before we finish up um maybe just one thing because um um people tend to think that you know they have unlimited time so I think if someone is um, not entirely happy and uh, they feel that, you know, they, they definitely want some help or they, they don't know how to get out of their situation, then they should take the time now to, to find some help because there is no better time than right now. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, you are constantly given advice by um, some family members. And I'm mainly talking about ladies that, um, that really, you know, struggling to settle down, but they are really desperate to do so, you know, they want to find this amazing man, they might even want to have a baby or some, you know, like anything else, but, but there is no luck in their lives. So, you know, there might be some family members that are giving us advice that, you know, we have plenty of time, there's no rush, we can, we should just wait. And when the time is right, you know, he will arrive into our lives. But so what we basically do, we follow their advice and we just sit back and wait and wait and, and wait. And sometimes, um, you know, we might um, get a bit impatient and we decide to get out of our comfort zone and look for him. But let's say this, you know, other attempt fails. Then we, what we do is we go back to our comfort zone and we continue our waiting game saying that, you know, he's already in a corner and, um, and it's just a matter of time before he finds me. But he never does. So it's very important for us to understand that there is no time but the present. And if we want something, we must act now. Time is really limited and it tends to be used up all too quickly. And I know, you know, it's easier said than done as we all, you know, postpone taking actions for many different reasons. And some we already um, talked about, like, you know, fear of rejection, fear of commitment, fear of success, not having a clear idea of what we really want, you know, the self-limiting beliefs, I'm not good enough, I'm too old, I'm too pretty, or, you know, what if he learns all the things about me and he won't like what he finds out or, you know, whatever that is. So, but the good news is that these fears um, can seemingly be very real, um, but they only really exist in our minds. So they, you know, unless obviously we manifest them and then we bring them to life. So almost um, every woman that, um, or every time that I start working with, with a client, they, they admit that they had been in denial for a long time. Even though all they really wanted was to be in a beautiful relationship, they kept persuading themselves that um, they were doing just fine by themselves. They told their friends that, um, who actually dared to question them, that they were still single by choice and uh, that they were not ready for love. And they constantly kept, them, kept themselves busy so they would not feel lonely. But sooner or later, they all realized that their usual activities that used to bring joy to their lives before, like, um, you know, cooking a, a nice um, home-cooked meal or an inter interesting conversation with a friend or a good workout in a gym or a nice wine tasting event um, were just not enough anymore, right? I mean, that, that those events, these events could not numb their pain any longer. And I know that sometimes it is easier to listen to our mind instead of our heart, as we talked about that too, but and persuade ourselves that we are not ready for love 
or the time is not right. But when we are at home by ourselves, like lying in our bed, you know, underneath our cold comforter, we actually know. We know that we are not entirely happy. And what we want really is a beautiful relationship with our one and only. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, if you are in this position, act, act right now. Yeah, there's just so much help out there. You know, you don't need to go on this journey on your own. Know that um, there are so many other women in, in the same position. Both you have been in that position yourself and overcome it. And um, so Orsi knows from experience of this herself that you can easily, when working with somebody else, get over it and lead the successful feeling life that you've always wanted as well as have the love that you deserve absolutely and you know whether it's day one or one day you decide right it's your decision absolutely so thank you very much or see that's been phenomenal i've really enjoyed our conversation thank you very much for sharing your own story and your pearls of wisdom Thank you so much, Lynn, for having me. It was it was a pleasure. It was really amazing and an amazing experience. Okay, on, on that note then, listeners, I'll leave you with what I always leave you with, and that is true love starts with opening our hearts. So until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.